team shots for Montreal. Five here in the third period. One last opportunity for Perry. Tampa Bay Lightning. Take game one. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Welcome back. BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, and a ton to talk about, including the Euros, which have been incredible, and the Stanley Cup Finals, which continue tonight with a Game 2 between Tampa Bay and Montreal. And joining us now to talk about both of those things, our guy Michael Leboff of the Action Network. Leboff, the Lightning, take it to the Canadians in Game 1. It feels like everyone thinks this might be a short series. Are you on board there, or do you think Montreal might fight back here? Uh, I, I mean, I don't... It's hard to tell with the Canadians just because they they do do a good job of when they're on of clogging things up and turning games into coin flips. But uh, I mean, the Lightning can play that way too. They're, they're definitely proven to be the most versatile team in in probably the league. And uh, so, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if this thing ends in four um, right now. But you know, we we just we are like creatures of uh, what we just saw usually, and so. We, we saw that with game five of the Lightning's last series. They won eight nothing. Everyone thought that, that, that the Islanders would run out of gas and then the Islanders come back and, and win game three, uh, game six, three, two. Uh, so it's just, you, you just never know. I, I think right now, like it does look like that the Canadians probably don't have the, the right formula to, to beat the Lightning. Um, when you think about what, how they beat the Knights, like the Knights score, when they score, it's like much more of a process kind of thing. The, the, uh, the Lightning are are incredible off the rush. Their defense did a great job jumping in, and then they, they didn't really give up much going the other way. So, uh, yeah, the Canadians are definitely up against it, but I would definitely not count them out yet. Were you able to bet the series? Did you uh, completely recover from uh, what happened to your Islanders? <sighs> Boy, it was tough, man. I felt dead inside for a couple of days. Um, but I, uh, I didn't bet the series just because I actually – bet the Canadians at 50 to one uh, in December uh, before the season started. And let me tell you, like you you hear it all the time. Good bets lose bad bets win for a long time. That looked like a really bad bet. Like I, I, I could have got a much better number during the season because of the way the Canadians played. Uh, so this was definitely not the way that I pictured that future going. Um, the Canadians roller coastering into the uh, playoffs and then um, all of a sudden clicking against uh the, the Leafs down three one. So I, I mean, th- th- I'm very fortunate to even be this far. Uh, so I didn't bet the series because of that, but I, I would have, I actually would have been a little bit closer on the Canadians uh, than the lightning. But, um, and then I did bet uh, Montreal in game one um, and then didn't win that one, obviously. Michael stylistically, how, how does this thing have to go for Montreal to have a chance? Do, do, do they need to keep this low scoring and, and make sure it's a tightly contested game? Or do you think they can turn it on offensively and, and play that kind of game? Because it feels like it's a contrasting style series with the lightning, you know, getting out there scoring their, their great depth and Montreal trying to keep this thing kind of close to the best. Yeah, I think it's basically Montreal has to do everything they can to keep the game as predictable and low event as possible. Uh, and the problem is like, Game one was was not that high event. Like till the the end, uh, Montreal was did a pretty good job uh, in the first period. Things went a little south in the second period quickly, and, but that's just what happens against this team. And the Lightning, like we saw the Lightning win in in the Islander series. They won eight nothing 
they won one nothing and they've won they won a game like four two like they can basically play they'll see what you're going to do and they'll be like okay well we're better than you at that too and and that's what's frustrating but you the way that to to make sure that you you can stay in the series is by just sticking to what works for you and not trying to play uh the try not to make it easy on Tampa Bay by taking penalties and and opening the game up because that's when you're gonna get in trouble uh so yeah it's basically you gotta clog everything up play that you know one three one or one two two in the neutral zone uh hope that they they can't get any four check going and then even after all that, you're going to need to win the goaltending battle and get a break or two. So there, there are a lot of checks on, on Montreal's checklist for for each game. And the unfortunate thing is like Tampa Bay's checklist, they have like six or seven checklists that they can be like, all right, if you're going to play that way, we'll, we'll just try, try plan D where we're, we're really good at playing that way too. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's gotta be as, as predictable a game as possible for Montreal because I mean, they do have finishing talent, but they just don't have the, like kind of the depth uh, in the in the other phases of the game to be able to make that finishing talent stick in a in a five three game. Michael, let's talk about uh, how we're going to bet tonight specifically. Uh, some places move the total up to five and a half, but of course, heavily juiced to the under. Game one, it was all about the star power three point evening for Point and Kucherov. Any uh, props that interest you? I actually, I always love the first goal score prop. I, I I think, you know, it's, it's not a bet that it's much more of a, you know, bet for fun, uh, not a bet you should expect to win, but I always like uh, looking for, you know, guys who spend a lot of time in front of the net guys who maybe run the second power play unit for, for most teams or uh, someone who's like the third wheel on a, on a first line. Cause those numbers will uh, usually be a little bit um, kind of depressed. And uh, so for me, like, I, I really like, I mean, Shea Weber, I think a 25 to one is, is a good price for Montreal. Uh, he obviously can find his way. I mean, th- considering that Eric Chernak was the first goal scorer for game one, like it just goes to show you that these are, you know, can be, it can be anybody, but uh, yeah, I, like if I was picking one for Montreal, I think Weber 25 to one is, is, is my favorite price. And I'll probably play that maybe every game. Um, Josh Anderson's price in Montreal is probably my second choice. And I like Ryan McDonough at 45 to one uh, for, for Tampa Bay kind of for the, he runs the second power play unit and I know they don't really get much time, but um, he's, he's, just a very gifted defenseman. He can score. Uh, he's obviously much better uh, prevent suppressing chances than he is creating them. But he's he's forty five to one. So it's just a fun, great price on him. But that's that's really it for the props for me. Um, other than that, uh, I'll probably be looking to get in on the game uh, through the money line at some point. Almost minus two hundred there for the Lightning on the money line. It's a big number. Um, would you consider the uh, the goal line there minus one and a half? I mean, the game the other night was you know a significant gap between the two teams. Would you consider that, or is that too much in a Stanley Cup final with with Montreal? You know, kind of facing desperation here. I think if if you were to bet Tampa Bay, like, and and you don't want to bet the juice, then yeah, the, I mean, the the puck line's fine because yeah, like you said, it's a desperation time. So even if it's two one, uh, Luke Richardson, he'll be he'll have a pretty quick trigger finger on pulling the goalie. Uh, to to try to uh, maximize as much six on five times. So and also like the Lightning, they you know they 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 can beat you five one. They just did it the other night. So uh, it's still like to me like the price, uh, all the Lightning like the Lightning money line and derivative markets are still a little too high for me. But um, I do think it's worth noting like we saw this game close around you know one sixty five at some places for game one. So there was there was a chance that maybe we were 
all caught up in the uh, the Canadians hype uh, because you think, all right, if the line moved up from game one, maybe the market's overreacting to the five one loss uh, in game. Uh, in game one. And that probably isn't the case. It's probably just went to where it was supposed to be. It was probably a little bit of a overreaction of what Montreal just did against Vegas. And they probably got a little bit too much credit in the betting market uh, for that series. And lightning were, uh, were a little, a little bit disrespected, which is funny to hear for a team that was like at minus 200. But to me, like, I think the price is it's for the money line. It's Montreal or nothing. The same thing with the derivatives. Like I, I want to, if you want to like go crazy, like playing, like finding like an alternate puck line, uh, on Tampa Bay might be fun, you know, minus two and a half at like better than two twenty probably. Uh, but yeah, for me, it'll be, it'll be Montreal or nothing again. A lot of pain. This is BetQL daily. Our guest, Michael Leboff action network.com on Twitter at the big Lebowski. So Michael, we've been uh, talking about the euros over the last couple of weeks and uh, you've been throwing out just some big prices, grabbing big numbers and root for some chaos. Well, you got your chaos in the round of 16. How are you sitting with futures? Well, I'm, I'm sitting pretty good, right? I have um, the Czech Republic and Denmark both. I have uh, Czech, the Czechs uh, like 150 to 1. And Denmark, uh, I got a 40 to 1 as they were uh, about to beat uh, Russia. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with that, how that settled. And uh, But those are my only two. So I, I'm a... It's all my eggs are in that basket, so I'm, I'll be rooting for more chaos in the other games too. But I mean, it just, it's just these, these tournaments because they only come around once every four years. People just forget how much fun they are. You know, you think soccer is not like it's not a high event game. It's not that much fun to bet. But when it's game after game and uh, tournament tournament soccer is just so much fun, especially when it gets to the knockout stages and everyone just throws everything out the window when when it's two one and like the eighty third minute. Um, it's just, it's a lot of chaos and that, that makes for a lot of fun betting. And you can really find some, if you, if you bet against the grain a little bit and, and are, have like a little bit of an appetite for risk, like you can have a great time and make some money. And uh, the ride is a lot of fun. And all of a sudden you're, you know, on, on eBay looking for uh, Czech Republic soccer jerseys. Well, considering the two uh, countries you mentioned are now 25 to one and nine to one respectively, you, you've got some pretty good tickets there based on what we're looking at right now, based on the odds right now, where, where do you think the value lies, Michael? I mean, you have England, Spain, Italy, Belgium, Denmark, all uh, nine to one or better to win this thing. And then, you know, Swiss, Czech, uh, Ukraine below that at 25, 25, 33 to one. When you look at what's left and the odds currently, where's the value here? Yeah, I think like you, you'd still want to go if, if you want to like bet a team towards the top, like I think Spain maybe is uh, at the three. I think they're at with 320 or so and uh, DraftKings are, are interesting. Um, and then like the Ukraine at 33 to one to me is, is fine too. And it's not going to win, but like they can, they could beat England. It's a one, one game of soccer. Soccer's to- totally random. And at that point, then you're dealing with Denmark or the Czech Republic. So it's like, if, if you want to go that route, like if you, if you are still looking for the long shot, like I think the Ukraine at 33 to one is at least interesting. Uh, uh, you might be able to roll over and, and get a better number, but instead, you know, I don't know about taking that risk. Instead, I would just, uh, you know, the 33 to one, if you, if you don't have a, a ticket and you just want to jump back in on the ride, get back online, like, why not? Like the, all, you're just asking them basically to beat England. And then all of a sudden you have to win um, two more games and one of them will be against one of the other four long shots. So uh, that, at least, you know, to have a chance at, at, at a decent number. So, and I think 33 to one in a, Eight now an eighteen tournament is is 
interesting. Yeah, most of those uh, teams you're talking about there play on Saturday. What about our two matchups on Friday? Uh, anything you like? Yeah, I think it, the the one team that's that's been I, I think I bet against them every game and uh, hasn't worked out is uh, Italy. And I think that actually now that now I think I like Italy in this match against Belgium at one plus one thirty five on the the ninety minute line. Um, Kevin De Bruyne looks like he's at least gonna sit out some of the game. Uh, and I know Italy had had their issues creating offense against Austria. I don't think that well, they, that was maybe the outlier of the tournament because they've, they've been much better going forward than I think people thought. Uh, they haven't lost. They haven't lost under Roberto Mancini since he took over, I think, in what, like 2018. He's, he's, I think it's been like 30 matches or so now that they haven't lost. Um, and I just, I think Belgium is, you know, they they are a bit of a, a mess without De Bruyne and uh, Eden Hazard's going to be out too. So there's, there's definitely still some power there, but like you just, against a team that's so defensively structured like Italy, you, you need Kevin De Bruyne in the midfield to be the guy that's kind of dragging people into the places they don't want to be and creating space elsewhere. So I like, I like that number. Um, Spain, and, and I like Spain uh, basically as, as like a spread bet more than a, a money line bet because they've, they've created more scoring chances than anyone in the tournament. They, they gave some up. Uh, I should say against Croatia, which I did not expect to happen, but I think the game effects had had more to do with that. Um, Switzerland looks good against France, uh, obviously too. But I just think if you're if you're looking for like uh, value on that match, like I think that there's a, a way you can probably find something like on Spain at like minus one and a half, or you know even minus two, or Spain team total. Um, I like in that match, they've just been an incredibly creative team so far. They're, they're creating an incredible amount of expected goals per game. And, um, people, people like to lump on Alvaro Morata, but he scored the other day. So maybe he gets off the mark, uh, and keeps going, but they, they just have so much firepower going forward that I could see them, you know, posting like a four two win on, uh, on Friday at noon. Michael, always appreciate hopping on. We'll continue to check in. The Euros have been great and the Stanley cup finals, are, uh, are rolling now. Always uh, always fun talking. Thank you. You too, guys. Good luck. There he goes. Michael Lieboff of the Action Network. It sounds like he recovered okay with the Islanders losing. He's all right. He's, yeah, he's he bounced right. back. Yeah, they're, they're, there's money to be made. Uh, good for him that the Euros are going on to distract uh, a little bit. And he probably looks at it and says, okay, we've only got a, a few more hockey games to bet on this year. Yeah. yeah. But if we talk to him on Saturday, though, oh, I, maybe I can't different. imagine. Yeah, I mean, he was ready to fly out to Vegas to watch his team play in the, in the Stanley Cup <laughs> final. That, that you got to get over that, and he did. Um, but the the Euros have been great. I mean, this is my favorite part is just having it on. Like it, it's that one sport mm-hmm. that's just kind of been on in these w- really re- weird and random times. It's great. I mean, our lives are going to be different in two weeks. Oh, I know. <laughs> we're, miss it. we're just going to do three hours of baseball every day. <laughs> yeah, between the basketball and hockey as well, we're breaking down run lines of the Royals and the Indians in a couple <laughs> weeks. All right, on the other side. We got a lot to get into with some NFL. Let's look at the NFL coach of the year market. Who's going to win this thing? Where's the value? Joe O, Joe G, NFL coach of the year. We'll discuss it next on the BetQL Network.